Stuck a record on my feelings, spin the winning, how I'm getting with the mind I do next shit. I be worried about my business, looking at the analytics, I be worried about checks. Shit, your hello name tank has a face horn, but I can see that ain't you. I can see that ain't you. Tryna blow up like a napalm, tryna make a car boom, tryna make a car boom. These type of trenches always try me, but they never could divide me from my bulletproof fast shit. And I ain't scared nobody, no man got got me, what we finna do next shit. Like, oh no. Welcome back to the movie Draft House. I'm your host, Mark, joined by co-host Jeff. Yes, sir. Oh, that was very Halloween. We are right around the corner from Halloween. We talked about doing the bonus episode. If the Monsters is out by then, we got to do the Monsters for Halloween Day, right? That's fine. That's fine. As long I'm as, good. It better, as long as it's out, you know, barring yeah. us not being able to get get a chance to watch it, you know. Yeah. So uh, music this month is brought to you by the hip-hop duo from Charlottesville, Virginia, Equally Opposite, with their song, Push. We appreciate them allowing us to use their music on the podcast. Uh, make sure you hit the show notes for all the links to their social media where you can uh, hit the links and find uh, and do the things where you do the yep. the follows and the subscribes mm-hmm. and the... and the. It's not like and, he's ever had to do this before. No, man, but, you know, equally opposite is that good. They get me all flustered. Okay, very well. Nice save. Uh, Check out the show notes. Be sure to click the links, subscribe, give it a listen. The track, you already heard at the opening of the show how much it slams, so definitely... Give them some love. Yeah, see, that's why we're a professional podcast is because whenever I flounder, I'm here to, you're pick, there up, to the, pick up the pace. Absolutely. absolutely. Speaking of floundering, Mark, what did we watch oh. this week? <laughs> okay. Okay. This week, we watched the 2020 independent film. I have to preface. Independent film. My Heart Can't Beat Unless You Tell It To. Directed by Jonathan Hortez. Uh, starring uh, Patrick Fugit. I believe and that's fucking. Ingrid. Oh, it could, it could be fucking. <laughs> Ingrid Sophie Scram and Owen Campbell. Yep. So what. I'm, the, 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 the IMDb synopsis for this film. His two mysterious siblings find themselves at odds over care for their frail and sickly younger brother. I didn't ever notice them. I guess I just assumed, but I didn't ever notice them referring to the frail and sickly Thomas, who's the character we're talking about, played by Owen Gamble, as their brother. I wasn't clear on it necessarily. Not Maybe I missed it. I probably missed it. Before I clear up your haziness. Thank you. It's Vampire Month here on the podcast. Oh, that's right. We're 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 doing all things vampires, especially <laughs> space ones that don't suck blood, that aren't vampires really. Other than that, maybe they can turn into bats. Maybe. Maybe. Who knows? Tune in last They're week's in space, episode though. if you want to hear more about that. But now, but vampires, <laughs> vampires. Now we've got... we got. Hey, did, did I hit the theme this? Okay, month? this vampire. Okay. They never say the word vampire in the whole film, which is fine. They don't, but you see that motherfucker sucking some blood. He was drinking, literally drinking blood. He bit someone's <laughs> neck at one point, and he's allergic to sunlight. I'm going to go vampire. ahead and say yes. That this character is more of a vampire than whatever the hell we watched last week. It's no, it's you picked a movie with a vampire in it. That's literally the bare minimum. I don't know why you're cheering yourself. <laughs> Listen, sometimes the themes be hard, all right? <laughs> but you would think that vampire wouldn't be that hard to hit. And and somehow I had space soul suckers and not actual vampires, but that's fine. Listen, so, you can't blame me last week. It said vampire on the box. It said space vampires. I would have chosen it. This based off of the term space vampire. Um, 
Anyways, we're not here to talk about that bullshit of a music musical, musical? a space vampire <laughs> musical. <laughs> now we're talking. <laughs> we're here to talk about this bullshit of a movie. My heart can't beat now unless why you tell it to. Did you dig? Like I often say, you dig in your backyard, you find a turd your dog left there, and then you make me watch it. Why did you pick this film? Listen, I don't know, man. The, the so I so we had settled on the on the theme for the month mm-hmm. uh, a couple weeks prior to starting the month, and I was like, you know what? I'm gonna look for some obscure yeah. vampire I don't films. Blame you. To be honest, I mean, it's like I, I was like, I'm gonna pick some old shit, and then I picked Life Force, and Space you know, it, it backfired. Right. And then you're like, I'm gonna pick some pretentious indie garbage, and it it, <laughs> it didn't work out, and it's okay. <laughs> but so, uh, like, I read the synopsis for this film, and like, the IMDb synopsis doesn't do anything for it, but. I did see another, like uh, the Rotten Tomatoes synopsis mm. goes a little bit more in depth and does mention that, you know, uh, the character of Thomas is is kind of vampire-y. And I was like, you know what? And then I watched the trailer and I was like, oh, this is some shit that Jeff would hate. <laughs> so you picked it because you knew I wouldn't <laughs> like it. Okay. No. I, I, I am kind of dumping it. I did not hate this film okay good oh, i did not hate it uh, i mean i've watched some pretentious bullshit before and at the very least this has a story arc it has some compelling elements and there were many moments where i'm like i wonder what's going to happen next how is this going to resolve and at the very least it held my att- attention for its 90 minute runtime yeah, so I, you know, I had never heard of this film. I had never seen it. I don't, I, you know, I did not know what to expect going in, and it, it, it is an artsy film. Very it much. Is, it's one of those uh, ones I, where I, like the there's no soundtrack, but there is. It's just humming sense right. of yeah, which is kind of a pet peeve of mine. Go back and listen to the. Uh, you know, uncut gems episode, but just the oh. the humming sound, the drone. Um, I actually prefer the silent moments. This is a very quiet film, and I kind of prefer that. Like, and Jonathan Hortez, uh he chooses to shoot. He shot the film in the four three aspect ratio. Oh yeah, why? So I have a theory: is that a lot of this film is shot close quarters we spend pretty much like 98 percent of this film staring at faces yeah and and i think that's it so it's shot that way on purpose so if you don't know what four three aspect ratio it's the old you know black bar on the side and you get like just a portion of the screen back in the day we had square televisions now we got rectangles I right. mean, technically, they were rectangles. That's why it's four by three. <laughs> but still, they were more square boxes. And so when they shot TV shows, they would shoot in four three. But movies were shot in 16 by nine or some other various aspect ratio that fits more on our widescreen televisions. So why in the year 2020 do you pull a damn Scott Snyder, Dave Snyder, what's his name? Zack Snyder. Zack Snyder. And yeah. do a 4 3. I, th- I think it has a lot to do with it was meant to show what the director wanted you to see. Like it, if you if you if you're shooting in in wide format, 16.69 or whatever, you see a lot more of the background. You're not only seeing the person's the character that is on screen, you're seeing everything that's beside the character and behind the character and everything else. Here in 4-3 aspect ratio, you're seeing exactly what the camera is pointed at and nothing else. And so I think a lot of that had to do, a lot of how this film was shot had to do with the suspense factors because there's moments in this film where uh, one of the main characters is 
killing somebody or they're they're mutilating a body and we don't see it is because the four three aspect ratio doesn't allow us to see it and we're meant to just go based off of what the character in the moment is is doing or feeling and i think it had more to do with this this jonathan cortez wanting the viewer to kind of be on board with what was going on without seeing it um and that to me that's the best way i can put it i mean it, it's because that, I, that... I don't really i i don't really know why other than that you would shoot this film in a four three. i kind of like what you said though i think that that's probably true where if you do the four three you can focus on the faces be up close have a more claustrophobic sort of view of things which makes sense in this movie because the character of thomas never goes outside he's always stuck inside so i can sort of see some artistic reason behind that and it was definitely not like after five ten minutes i'm like i don't even notice anymore right but it's just kind of when you first turn on you're like what the hell year are we watching like i'm the one who picked shit from the (laughs) 80s not you well and you know the the year that this movie is supposed to take place is never known. We're just meant to assume that it's probably modern day. Do they have cell phones? I don't remember I, them I, ever I, having cell phones. I yeah, I don't. I don't see. No, I, they do I have cell see. phones because she calls him when he's outside the hotel that one time. Oh, that's right. Uh, so I mean, we're, I mean, we're meant to assume that it's it's some time in the you know modern day, but you know, a lot of this film is. Uh, meant to blur kind of time and space. I think it's it's meant Certainly to Certainly time space. Well, they're not on a life ship force. like life force. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I mean it's just meant. This is a more intimate story about three siblings, two of them caring for their sick air quotes uh, brother. Thomas and like what they're how they deal with their day to day. I mean, we see uh, the sister, she holds down a waitress job and, and she hates her fucking life. And, and the, the brother, uh, what's his face? Not Thomas. The other guy, yep, Dwight Darris. Um, yep, nope, Dwight. <laughs> uh, I mean, he, absolutely hates everything that's oh, because going on. he has to murder he doesn't like the murder so what they do to keep their vampire brother alive they go out and do murders uh usually on of homeless the people. homeless folks that people won't uh particularly miss um and they bring them home kill them drain them of blood and then dwight has to f- i don't know where he's burying these bodies but it has got to be fairly obvious right because it seems to me like they have to get a body every two days Wait, and I also wondered, like, why wouldn't they just break into a blood bank? Like security reasons, like getting uh, caught. Uh, Maybe it's easier to. I don't. I mean, but like, isn't that like a better alternative than getting caught for murder? Yeah, I I mean, I would think, but apparently they he's they've done it enough now. You know that it's this is what they've settled on, but you could tell Dwight's kind of getting tired of the murdering. Um, as you know, they, they bring him home and they have this weird faucet bucket that they put the blood in that, that, uh, Tony or Thomas can go to whatever his name is and, and, and get blood and all that. And, um, he rejuvenates a little bit when he has the blood and it's Christmas like we, in their house. Well, yeah, it's Christmas all the time, but. We see the first our first interaction with Thomas is he's like sick and frail, um, and then he gets he gets some blood, and then all of a sudden, man, he's playing the piano, and they're you know he's just interacting with everybody, and and I think the the actor that plays Thomas he does a really good job. I think so with, too. With with selling the part of hey, I'm just a. I'm just a kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what we're meant to believe is he's yeah, he, a teenager. Well, uh, um, I feel like he's older than a teenager. Like, I feel like he's an adult, but he is very childlike otherwise. Yeah. Um, 
I especially like when he's trying later on in the film to to make a friend with some of the neighborhood kids. He's very he's pretending his you know practicing. Hey, how are you? Uh, you know, and he just he just comes along very uh, uh, across very childlike um, with his siblings. And I I agree that I think the actor of Owen Campbell does a a really good job. And I think the trio of all the main performers, uh, the the three siblings all do a pretty good job of of playing their role i feel like they were specifically dwight was directed to be sort of stoic and whispery the whole damn movie like okay (laughs) you know like his voice never goes above a a dull whisper yeah I, i think and i think that's more to do with like his character just kind of being over this lifestyle and you know he's just going through these motions and he's i think he's more doing it for his sister than he is thomas oh yeah because he he knows his sister is the primary caregiver for thomas and if something were to happen to thomas then you know his relationship with his sister would be fractured and so he's like out of necessity or or obligation he's He's doing these things, killing people, killing these guys, um, you know, uh, draining blood and and just going through these motions of, hey, I have to do this if I want my relationship with my sister to be okay, even though I kind of hate my brother. Um, And to, to me, the film is. Is uh, how I want to say this. The film goes through the motions of showing their uh, their family drama in a way that, like, you could you could see yourself being like, oh, okay, yeah, that would be annoying as fuck um, if my brother or my sister were to do that. You know, the uh, like Thomas's character plays; they have this game they play on the piano, and um, Thomas plays this like Phantom of the Opera type shit. Um, on the piano, and he's like, he's like, hey, Dwight, what? You got to guess the year. And Dwight's just like throwing out random years that the music was written. And he's like, no, it's seventy seventy five. Yeah, that, what kind of game is that? Who plays <laughs> I, that game? Well, I figured that, that might be a vampire that's been alive for a couple oh, hundred years. I, I like know. that. No, that's that's a great point. Like, baby, but that doesn't make sense because if he's their brother. I, that's one of the things the movie doesn't get into is the origin of this vampire. Right. There's no explanation right. for where it came from, how it works, or anything like that, you know? And I found that a little disappointing, you know? I I by no means wanted the movie to be longer, but I I just kind of found it interesting that this guy has this you know, affliction that he got some, or did, was he born with it? You know, like is, right. is he the first ever vampire? I don't know, you know? Um, but yeah, I, I, I agree. Um, I, I think, I think the movie missed an opportunity to kind of establish what a vampire is or who, how long vampires have been, you know, whatever it is, uh, the lore of vampires in this film, according to the, the screen screenplay, because like I'm, I'm thinking when they're playing this piano game, and he plays it a couple times throughout the movie. I'm thinking, man, this is some like Dracula esque shit that that this kid is doing right now, and he and he kind of looks the part. He he's kind of draconian in just his mannerisms and his look, and I'm like, you know, I could see this motherfucker as a Dracula. Yeah. There are a couple moments that I kind I really liked and I thought maybe we were going to get sort of a payoff on where they show you how scary this guy can be cuz most of the time pretty much the entire time Thomas is very frail and weak he limps around the house he doesn't you know he's he anybody could a stiff breeze could knock him over you know and I kept thinking that maybe they were going to get a point where he got like a a 
a fresh kill or something, and he was going to be fully energized and become his full vampire self, and we were going to see that. Or this, there was some sort of inherent evil that was going to turn on his siblings. So there's a scene where uh, Dwight, again, is kind of sick of killing folks. So he cuts his hand, his own hand, and then gives, like, drains that blood into the thermos thing. And then later, like, you hear this glass break, and he finds Thomas on the ground drinking blood. And Thomas stands up, and you hear this dripping sound. And you don't see Thomas, you see the back of his head and you see Dwight's face as he's just kind of like shocked at what he's seeing. And I was just curious what he saw, like what did Thomas look like then? He looked terrified as to what he was seeing, you know, and I kind of was like, this is a little dangerous. This is kind of interesting. Maybe something will happen with this. It never does. Like he never, there are two moments where I'm like, okay, he's transforming into a Dracula and he just doesn't, you know. All right. He gets all the yeah. shitty parts of being a vampire and none of the good things. Yeah, and, and he's we're a told shitty he's... vampire. <laughs> he's just a very sick. They could have just called the movie "Shitty Vampire." <laughs> well, I, you know, and we're and we're told through throughout the movie of the the rules of of vampires and and they're pretty much you know the classic vampire rules and. They really only I deal too, with two rules. Sunlight well, the, the and sunlight, drinking blood, and that's it. And the drink of blood. Yeah. Right, but those are the two most important. Uh, wooden steak, <laughs> garlic, <laughs> crosses, you know, all the stuff that was in uh, the first movie, Dust Till Dawn, yeah, which you, right now, you have the chance of having the, the most vampire movie, although I think next week we'll have a, a good bit of vampiring. Hmm. Uh, I just, I, I, you know, the the movie establishes these rules, and we don't ever we by the the three quarter mark of the movie, I'm I'm like, damn, when are we gonna get this fucking vampire? You know, I mean, they're feeding him blood, but that never really like cements him as this vampire, and it isn't until Dwight kind of like goes soft that I'm like okay. yes uh, droopy um, kind of hangs to the left but it wasn't until then where he's you know he he goes off and he kidnaps this homeless homeless dude and he, decide, he tries to kill him but the homeless guy kind of fights him back and and they get into a, a scuffle. He gets so yeah, that would be Eduardo, who he picks up this homeless man named Eduardo, and and again, Dwight's heart's just not in it. Like he's he's sort of sort of done with murder, so he attacks Eduardo. But Eduardo finds a screwdriver, stabs him in the leg. But I don't understand why he got caught after he ran away. Well. I- like, so Eduardo stabs him in the leg, gets away from Dwight and goes running off and Dwight's following him like, Eduardo, Eduardo, and he comes back. I don't get it. And then he's like begging. I, I think he comes back to attack him. Yeah, he does. He, yeah. He, and, tries, like, he tries to attack Dwight and that's when Dwight gets the upper hand and captures him. Yeah. He doesn't even get the upper hand. He just like, don't kill me. Falls on top of him. Yeah, it's, I don't know. <laughs> like, it kind of was weird to me. Like, that whole thing with this character, I guess it pays off later. But it just kind of was like, all right, you know. Well, and I think you summed it up correctly, is that D- Dwight's over killing these people for his brother. And... He kind of half-asses trying to kill this dude, and, you know, dude fights back, and now there's a fight, and he doesn't want to... Ultimately, he doesn't want to kill this guy. So he keeps him alive. In a shed. Brings him... Right, it brings him back to the house in in a shed, and his sister, who is kind of, I I guess, the kind of the brains of everything... I feel like she has the biggest balls. Like, she just... Right. Knows what needs to be done. I'm going to do it. 
you're like, I'm going to do what has to be done regardless. But at the same time, like she knows that you got to do a murder and she's totally willing to do a murder. But she like keeps sending Dwight out to do the murder. I don't I don't Wait. I don't know. Like, yeah, I mean, it's kind of the muscle weird hypocritical thing. Well, but we see that she is she is not happy with where her life is at either from the very start. So she's a she's a waitress in a diner. And like towards the start of the movie, she's waiting on the table and you know, she kind of comes up and she's like, "I take your order." And they're the people that are at the table are telling her, "Yeah, they want this, this and this." And they're like, "Oh, can we get can we get the chips uh, with the the meal?" And and she's like, she's like, "No." And then the the woman is like, "Well, the other waitress always brings us the chips." And she's like, "Oh, the chips come with the chips are extra or whatever." And then the lady the at the table goes, subplot. "Right." Uh, and the lady at the table is like, "Oh, you should smile more." Oh, women love hearing that, right? You know, especially in the year twenty twenty two, right? Um, and so, like, that is meant to tell us that um, the the character of what's her face, uh, Jesse, mm-hmm. is is not happy. She's she's not happy with where her life is, and, and who would be honestly All right, their house. It's pretty nice. Like when you get the outside shot and it's it's a nice house, but they block all the windows to keep the sunlight out for obvious vampire reasons. Right. But I don't think they have cable because they watch the stuff that airs and it's the oldest stuff available. Do they watch TV? I seem to remember them watching TV. It's like they have an antenna. The TV was on. Right. Yeah. They don't have a DVD player. But they have, they end up buying, I mean, they, so they sell like the homeless guy's clothes. And then they buy a, a a karaoke machine, which is just perfect for Christmas in April. And it's like, cause they do Christmas all year or I don't understand, but basically they just always have Christmas lights up and they give gifts just in the middle of whatever month they feel like it. Well, I mean, think about it. If you were a vampire locked in your house. When you want Christmas all the time? I mean, I don't, I sure. Does it stop being right. special at that point? You know, like Christmas never stops being special. Well, that's because we only have it once a year. But if every huh. Wednesday were Christmas, it'd be like, oh, God, I got buy gifts again. Damn it. God, God damn. <laughs> this Christmas shit has got to stop. <laughs> I can't do it. I can't Christmas anymore. This is the fourth Christmas this month. Damn it. It's a five week, five week <laughs> month. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I get it. I get like, and, and uh, Thomas's character doesn't have any defense for why why there's christmas lights up he doesn't know uh, that they shouldn't be up like it they're right he's just in the dark because of these his sister who really runs the show right yeah she makes the rules and dwight has as a, a way of coping a uh there is a a local sex worker that he visits named pam and a lot of like there it's clearly they have the coitus but he also pays her to just hang out and talk with him. Like, cause all of the conversations that Dwight has with the only other person in his life, he doesn't actually interact with Tom. There's a couple moments of caring, but, um, no, he reads I, I'm fully on board with him hating Thomas. Yeah. But I don't, I don't think it's a full, I think resent is a good word. I think there's resentment, but I don't think he hates him. Um, he just hates that he knows that if Thomas weren't in his life, life would be better. Right. Right. Um, but that doesn't mean he hates Thomas. Um, I don't, I like, and it's kind of an interesting thing. Yeah, no, I, I agree. It's a, it's a very interesting dilemma because he's caught between having to kind of do the, the, the things that he has to do, like brotherly things, like a murder, like a murder, 
to keep his brother alive, this this family member alive, and also be just fed up with where his life is at because of this exact the same family member. Um, and I think the 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 actor that plays Dwight does a really good job of just portraying that with just bodily function. Yeah. Um, because he, he, doesn't, he doesn't have a lot of everywhere. Line. Bodily function. <laughs> By body emotion? I don't yeah, know. I don't know it's called body language, but... Body language. There you go. That's a good job. Um, I, I, he does a really good job at that. And, you know, we get to the point where Thomas... A kid, a neighborhood kid comes to the door. And Thomas answers the door and, you know... They start talking, and Thomas is like, "Hey, you want to come in and hang out?" And guys, yeah, I would have said no, bruh. Like this kid is a nice kid. I don't, I don't know (laughs) why, but I see this guy answer the door. All the windows are blocked out, and he's like, "Want to come in?" Hell to the no. Right. Oh, why you got Christmas lights up? Oh, why don't you come? Yeah, I see Christmas lights up in April. All the windows are blacked out, and it's just like the guy gives him blood. Uh, that was weird. So, it, and the kid drinks, it and he's like, "Yeah, you know, I'm on board." Like he didn't. I don't think he knew what it was. Like no, but like, but about that I mean, time is when Dwight comes home. But yeah, but the kid's drinking blood, and he's like, you know, he he finishes like he, <laughs> he finishes drinking you don't the blood. Want to insult like... the person who's in the house, right? You if. If you go to someone's house and they're serving nasty meatloaf, you eat the meatloaf because it'd be rude otherwise. That's why. I don't sure. think he knows it's blood. I don't know. But man. I think you got to figure you're, it out pretty ever, quick ever, once you drink it. You ever tasted your own blood? Yes. Though? And it's very irony. Yeah, you would know. You would know. Right. Of course you would know it's blood. Man, this kid's either dumb or yes. he's playing the part. No, well, and, okay, yeah, he's playing the part because that's what he's paid to do to be in this film, or not. Paid. No, I'm saying like not in. He's not uh, insulting. Uh, yes, what was given to him. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Like there are red flags. So then he like he comes in. Of course, it's Christmas in April. First red flag. The windows are blocked out. Another red flag. Right. He starts playing piano and tries to do the guess the year game. That's to me is a red flag, but maybe not so much. He just well, like he plays he plays the Phantom of the Opera type shit, and like he's like, "What year is that from?" And the kids like, oh, "Fucking no music." He's like, I don't talk. Nineteen ninety two. Unless it's Bruno Mars. <laughs> it was just like the kid the the kid's face is just like I don't know what the fuck to do here. <laughs> Uh, Let's go was, back to it drinking was... blood. <laughs> I don't know. It's a, it, no, I the 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 whole interaction of of Thomas thinking this is what a friend should do is interesting. Is because he's you know he's sheltered. He he doesn't know, and so like these these things that he does with his siblings are not the normal things that you do with normal people. And so he he gives them he gives this kid blood. He's like, "Yeah, try this." And the kid drinks it and he's like, "Oh, that's fucking weird." Um and then Dwight comes home. Yes. And Dwight's like, "Who the fuck are you?" Yeah, why is this guy in the house? And again, Dwight really kind of sick of murdering, but he's like, "All right, got to murder this kid." But the the kid also has a knife secretly. But anyway, he decides. Well, he, no, not he to he, do he grabs a knife from the sink. Like yeah. Dwight pushes him up against the sink, and the kid like fumbles around and feels for a knife in the sink. Grabs this knife and he's gonna he's gonna try to stab Dwight if he attacks. Right? He never actually. Right. You know, Dwight never ends up attacking, so the kid never tries to stab him back. But sister comes home, and he knows as soon as sister sees him. That's it. He's dead, right? So he's like, "All right, you you got to hide in the the pantry," which I th- I feel like is okay if the kid in the pantry wasn't a fucking dumbass. Yeah, what is he doing in there? Bowling? Like he's throwing cans yeah. like on the floor. <laughs> like 
it, you just hear. There, I don't understand why you're in a house. Kid gave you blood. Uncle Dwight comes home, puts you in the closet after threatening to stab you, and you're going to just start knocking cans over. So, of course, sister goes to check. Young man comes out, stabs her, and runs off. And, and honestly, this is, to me, it's the weakest moment of the of the movie. It's like, I, I get the humanity aspect of Dwight going, I don't want to kill this kid. And... And we're meant to. The kid looks like he's twenty five, but we're meant to believe the so. kid is a teenager. I don't think he looks twenty five. I think he he's just wizened. <laughs> but like, clearly, Dwight doesn't want to kill this kid, right? And and so it is. We're meant to believe that that Dwight is going to attempt to do what he can do to potentially save this. So kid. he runs and him then, over with his car. Like he pulls out and he just starts chasing him down in the car after like, he's like, I'm, I can't. The sister told him he's got to go get him. You got to go get him. Leave me with the stab wound. Uh, And so he follows him and the kid wrecks his bike. And then he ends up taking the kid home and he's like, that your dad? Yeah. Well, don't tell him or we'll come and kill you or whatever, you know, just gives him an ultimatum. And the kid's like, fine. And that's the end of his subplot. Like, but you think about this kid, man. Oh, we missed. Anyway, go ahead. We'll we'll go back to what I'm thinking. But yeah. But I mean, think about what this kid just witnessed. He, he, he got into this house and then the, this kid gives him blood. And then he has a scuffle with the uncle and the uncle shoves him in a closet. I'll point out he's not an uncle, but I just said that uncle Dwight. But yeah. I mean, he is an uncle. Who? Which of those Dwight. two has kids? Oh, I don't know. But, yeah, I mean, exactly. if, if one of them had kids, he'd be an uncle. Um, yes. That's how that <laughs> works. He, yes. <laughs> this is not Game of Thrones where... You could be an uncle and a brother. You could be your own <laughs> brother. <laughs> anyway, so this, like, I, I, I just, I don't, I didn't understand, like, why... Dwight shoved him into a closet. Like, I didn't understand, like, uh, why, you know, Dwight didn't challenge his sister in in the moment and tried to be like, hey, this is just an innocent kid. Just let him leave. You know, because she's right to shove is the, the issue, right? Right. And I, I right. And I, uh, at the end of the, the day, I, y- yes. Kill him. He, he can't know because if, if he knows and he talks, then everybody's dead. Here's the problem. I get it. Here's the problem, right, is that they have killed countless people to keep yeah. one boy alive. Right. And so clearly they're on the wrong end of the argument. But for them... But what if he is Dracula? What if he's just like this all-powerful vampire? Oh, he is they're not. Just trying to, but they're trying to nurse him back to health. He's not, though. He's shitty Dracula, or whatever we said this movie's called. <laughs> he sucks. Yeah. But he's got this, like, he's kind of got this whimsical look about him. Every time he's on screen, he's just like, oh. I like the actor. What is... The, the no, I do, I do too. I, I think his his facial, like, expression is top-notch. Uh, everything, like, he's playing the piano, and he's like, hey, Uncle Dwight. Guess what this Uncle is? Dwight. He's creepy, but in a <laughs> in an other world, like he's not doing other than that one blood scene. Um, but he's only creepy because he's so different than us, because he's been right. so sheltered. Like he has this innocent creepiness to him that is really hard to do, I think, and that's part of what makes the performance so strong. Well, so Okay. Dwight, we forgot captured. We, okay, we go got ahead. to bounce back go just a bit because yeah. there's a big thing that happens. So we know that uh, the guy is still in the damn Eduardo's still in the shack out back. Well, at some point he gets out and attacks. He gets into the house, and again, why he just doesn't run 
to the right. damn police. He always has to get revenge, right? There's something about... <laughs> I think maybe he doesn't do it because he's an immigrant. I think that's probably what it is. Because he sure. he talks about coming to the country and he doesn't want to get deported, maybe. But just run away either way. Because he the, first, the reason he's captured is because he came back to attack Dwight. And now he's come back to attack Dwight again in their own house. And so sister and Dwight kill him. And then, oh, great, we got more blood. Um, we should also mention that his love interest, the prostitute, uh, she gets murdered by the sister because the sister finds out. So she murders her. And, they, and she brings her back into the house. She, like, wheels her back in. Yeah, and this is piss, This is where Dwight, I think, is, like, fully out now. Like, he's like, fuck this. Like, the only thing I had that was mine in life was my relationship with the sex worker. And now that's gone. He has nothing you imagine, left. Do you imagine your your one attraction in life being a prostitute and your sister comes in and murders her? That would be a rough day. <laughs> God. I mean, you have, to, you have to pick your boots up from the straps and just be like, hey, what am I doing? What the hell are you talking about? <laughs> Pick your boots up by the straps. Yeah, man, that's the you know if you're who has straps blue, on their boots. If you're a blue collar worker, you got straps on uh, your boots. I had some gentlemen trimming trees in my yard today. <laughs> None of them had straps on their boots. How close of a look did you get? At and at boots? no point were they on the ground, and they had to pull themselves up by their bootstraps. <laughs> that doesn't make sense from a physics perspective. You need to reach higher. But also, did you actually look at their boots? I put their boots on. I walked <laughs> around and I clomped it, clomped it. And I said, these are great. Where are the straps? And they said, bitch, we don't have straps. <laughs> Shit's a misnomer. And then they went on and trimmed my trees. <laughs> this is a uh, this is a very interesting um, situation you yeah, put yourself in. I'm very forward with people. <laughs> Let me try your shoes on. Hi, give me that reflector vest. That's how I do it. <laughs> hey, give me that chainsaw. Hey, um, if you came over to my house in uniform, <laughs> hey, let me hold your gun. I give it to you. I'd be like, okay. Hey, I, don't, I don't know, but I got boots. I got straps on my boots, though. Do so I don't you? Know. Yeah, I got straps. No, on my you boots. don't have. You don't even have boots. I got, what do you mean I don't got boots? I don't know. Do you ever you fall on the ground boots? and have to pick yourself up by your bootstraps? <laughs> no, it's, it's not. It doesn't make sense. You can't pick yourself up by your bootstraps. It cannot happen unless you're there on a high shelf. And even then, the weight ratios are off. Zero out of That's 10 this film. <laughs> this has been the physics corner. Um no, it's <laughs> this. Sorry, right, so let's let's get into the uh, the ending of this film. So, uh, after Dwight goes and hits the kid with the car because the sister told him <laughs> to go kill him, I wish he just would have full plowed right. over him like he tumbles over the top. Bike goes flying down the street. I'd have been back in on the movie at that point. Like, but Hell he yeah. he doesn't. He's like he hits him and like kids like ow motherfucker you hit me. And he's like, get in the car. And so kid gets in and, and you know, he takes him to the house and he's like, All right, that's your dad? And he's like, Yeah. He's like, All right, you know what happens if you say some shit. I'll kill everybody. He's like, All right. And then the motherfucker goes and gets his bike out of the bed of the truck. <laughs> it's like, oh thanks, Uncle Dwight. Yeah. <laughs> you, Uncle you Dwight my is bike uncle to everyone in town. <laughs> It's like, it's like, why would we just experience this whole scene if if all you were going to do is take the kid home? I mean, I guess it kind of sets in motion the the what happens next. So they get so Dwight gets home, sister's in the tub bleeding out, and by the time she gets he gets home, it's like full of blood too. It's like yeah, it's a lot. She's bleeding out, and I think by the time Dwight gets home, she's dead. And Thomas is like biting her neck and drinking her blood. Um, and it's one of the like, we don't get a lot of times where 
uh, and this is kind of what I was waiting for, where Thomas has like a bloodlust, right? Like he can't control himself or something mm. like that. He just kind of is like a boring ass vampire. He's, he's so sickly. passive. He's yeah, sickly. he's sickly, but why? Why can't he just have like a a moment where he's like, I can't control myself. I'm gonna fucking eat you, Dwight. He just doesn't do that. And the, the movie's not about him, though. That's true. I, I I agree, um, but I still want some of that. I want some vampire sure. in my vampire movie, and there isn't very much. Like so, we have one scene of him biting somebody. Yeah, one, and then like so you get and Dwight flips the shit. He like he goes off. Does he? No, he goes in his bedroom and cries. Like, and then, like, Dwight comes in, and again, this is the second part where I'm like, okay, he's transforming into Dracula now, finally. But they show him, like, kind of huddled in the corner, like, moaning, and, like, his, you can see his spine, and it's it's a good shot, you know, creepy. Yeah, yeah. But then nothing comes of it. When the, so then, but then Dwight tells him, all right, Thomas, I'm out. Yeah, he dumps this You're old man in there that is dead in the kitchen. You know, he's one of the guys they got for blood, and they put him in the bedroom with uh, with old Tommy. Yeah, and, and Dwight goes for this, like, drive out in his truck, and he's, like, seeing the world, and... I didn't get... The, he's, I'm leaving, and I'm not coming back. Okay, that but I get, he, like, but th- then he fucking comes back. But, yeah, that's, like, that brotherly, you know... Ah, I can't leave my brother like this. He's He doesn't know what to do. He's... He kind of, he's kind of this like bullshit vampire. <laughs> he's the shittiest you know, vampire I've ever seen. Why the fuck couldn't be a real vampire? Damn it! He, yeah, he needs me to do this shit for him. God damn! Let me go back. Um, and so he goes back to the house, and and Thomas is like laying in the bed with a sheet over him, like full on emo vampire. Yeah, and like. Dwight like rips the sheet off of his face and he's like, What are you doing? And he's like, Oh, I, I thought, I'm so sorry. I thought about... you weren't coming back. <laughs> he's like, I'm so sorry about sister and and uh and then he's like Take take the blinds off. I kinda house. like this scene. No, I do too. Like, but I wanted to see him die. Uh, I, I wanted to know. see him combust. I wanted to see him like, <laughs> Person to like fucking ashes, you know, just whiffed around in the room. Yeah. Ceiling fan just whisked everything up and he's breathing you know. in ashes. Of yeah, time. right. Yeah. yeah. I, I like this. This is probably the strongest scene in the movie because Dwight and Thomas do a really great job of, you know, Thomas is essentially saying, hey, take the screens off the window suit. I die. Um, because he just really doesn't want to live anyway. And also it would be a weight off of Dwight, right? He know, right. and I think Thomas knows that. And I think it's this self-sacrifice that is a really, just really well acted scene between, um, Patrick Fuggett. That's going to be his name. <laughs> I'm sure he hates that people do that. And Owen Campbell really just almost makes the movie worth it to me a bit just because it it had that heart to it. But at the end of the day, I just kind of was like, well, you still murdered a bunch of people <laughs> for you nothing. A maniac. <laughs> like, for nothing. There were, you kidnapped a guy and put him in and tied him in. Like imagine trying to sleep in a chair where your arms and legs are tied to the chair. He was in there for days, weeks even. So it was really hard to give a shit about Dwight. Like, had he got hit by a bus, I'd have been like, great. All three of them are dead. Fine. I. That's kind of where I get maybe they want you to separate that and just see this is maybe some sort of allegory of, of, of having uh, maybe someone with special needs or someone who, yeah, yeah. I, you know, I it just the drain it can kind of put on you. You know, I I can see those parallels. Um, it's just what I th- different when you're a murderer. Well, and I think that you know, Dwight was going in the entire movie. Dwight's going through the emotions. He is one hundred percent 
not giving a fuck, but he knows that he's got to do these things. <laughs> he's not giving a fuck it. Um, but he knows he has to do them because that's the only way his, his brother is going to continue to be his brother. Yeah. And, and I, I, ultimately, I think the movie does a good enough job of selling that f- family dynamic of these three siblings and how, you know, just how tough. And I think your, um, your example of, you know, somebody, you know, a family member caring for somebody with special needs or somebody who's, who requires a lot of, a lot of medical care. Yeah. Um, is, is appropriate is because I hadn't thought about that, but it makes perfect sense that, there are people out there that do those things, not kill people. Right. They, they, they sacrifice their life and their social life, just their physical well-being, their emotional well-being, to care for somebody else, and they're just going through the motions, and they're they're kind of a shell of them themselves. Yeah. There's there's a a bit you could almost say about self care, like Dwight doesn't do any self-care um you know the only thing he does for himself is visit the sex worker and pay someone to talk to him like he doesn't have anyone to talk to that's a friend right if you have to pay someone to talk to you they're not your friend and and i think that can be kind of the thing like this this the sacrifice of i have to do so much for the sibling that i can't do any self-care and part of it is is his partner in this, his sister Jesse, doesn't let him. You know, like you kind of get the feeling that if Dwight just wanted to go out and have beers with the friends and not go see a sex work or something she disapproves of, I feel like she would still disapprove of that and keep him from doing it, like the character. And whereas to me, I'm like, you guys could trade off, right? You know, go out with the girls, you go out the guys and, you know, try to have some sort of levity in your life. But because of the life they're leading or the way they've chosen to do things, you know, there's no balance to it. Yeah. And I think that's uh, the like the ending scene of the movie is where uh, what we're trying to say is take care of yourself you got to love yourself if you're going to love someone else. Otherwise, you're going to kidnap a guy and hide him in your house somewhere. Yeah, and then you're going to end up killing him because he tried to attack you. Right, because he doesn't do self-care either. Right. <laughs> he won't just walk out the goddamn back door. Yeah, just go, um, whoa! <laughs> you got to try to come kill my ass now. Yeah. All right. Damn God. it, do some self-care. <laughs> the final shot of the movie is... Is Dwight driving off, you know, in kind of, this is where I kind of this the sun the sun's shining down on him and Oh, everything's fucking fine, isn't it? Well, right. It's rebirth of Oh, you, you should know. have gone in the water like that damn movie. <laughs> well that stupid movie we watched. Which one? The one with uh, Joaquin. Oh, um I'm still here. God damn. Yeah, I'm still here, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Woo. A lot of contenders so, for shittiest film, although this this is going to be well firmly in safe from the, the, the bottom five range. Yeah, so, uh, Jeff? Yes, sir. Do you recommend this one? I didn't hate it, and for a pretentious indie film, for me to say that, probably if you like indie films of this nature, you'll probably like it. Um, I can't really recommended although it's not bad i like i said i didn't hate it there are moments i really like i think the performances are strong um i just kind of was expecting something different than what i got that's on me fair enough but i just when your main characters are killers it's kind of hard to root for them hey <laughs> murder <laughs> how about you uh, yeah so i was kind of I was kind of taken aback by, you know, how much of this film that I was, I, I was good with. Um, and you know, but by the, by the end of the movie, 
I'm like, yeah, we haven't got any vampire. I mean, we're getting we're getting uh, the illusion of a vampire. Um, you know, the the drinking of blood and, you know, oh, he, you know, the can't sunlight. Go out in the sunlight. Right. That those are the two. And, the sunlight's the only thing where like he is in the sun for what? Uh, one second. Top. Yeah, a second, right. And his right. arm is all blistered up. So it's a severe right. you know, supernatural reaction. It's not a even someone who's allergic to the sun, if they get the amount he got, would I would think be just fine. You know, right. so it is definitely a supernatural reaction. Yeah, and so um by the end of the movie, I I did find myself wanting more of that. So when we got Thomas biting his sister and drinking her blood, I was like, Oh shit, here we go. And we we still didn't get it. But at the at the end of the movie, I was like Damn, I think I think this was a pretty good movie. Um, the the performances are strong, like you said. Uh, it is a more concise uh, story. It's an hour a and a half. It doesn't overstay its welcome. No, it's it's intimate. It's a long hour and a half, but it's not a it's not a it's not boring. Right? It's not. This is not right. a boring movie. Like right, a lot of other crap. Um, I agree. <laughs> it uh, so. <sighs> Man, I'm not going to recommend it just simply because I'll put it this way. I'll put it this way. There are so many moments in the movie where I'm like, what's going to happen next? Right. That's a good thing. You want your viewer to be like, oh, what's going to happen? I don't know. I don't know where this is going. My issue in, in those moments, I'm really enjoying it. But then we get to the point of where, you know, I don't know what's going to happen happens. And I'm like, oh. You know, like right. it's just kind of that let down a little bit. Uh, yeah. It's capped off with a strong emotional scene between two of the main players. But I think there's a lot of good here. And if um, the director, Jonathan Cortas, makes another film, I'll probably check it out. You know, like because I think this is a pretty strong for a first go round. This is his first movie. Um, and if he makes another one, this was strong enough where I would I would check out his next movie. Yeah, I, I'm I'm more with that. So, uh, Jeff, oh, oh. what are we watching Fight next week? A, all right, we had like a weird vampire sandwich. So we had vampires at the beginning of the month, and now we got vampires at the end of the month with bordello of blood, and in the middle were these sort of pseudo vampire like imitation crab, right? You know, and <laughs> but that makes the best sushi. No, it doesn't. Real crab makes better sushi. Real crab is better than imitation crab in every way except price. Um, but I would hope so. I think uh, we're we're gonna kind of go back and to the fun roots of just give me some damn vampires eating people and doing blood things and just boobies. We didn't get boobies, uh, you know, and. I think I think we're going to have a good time next week with Bordello of Blood. So I rewatched in anticipation anticipation for this mm. next movie. I rewatched the first Tales from the Crypt movie, Demon Knight, starring Billy Zane. It's just a lot of fun. It's not good, but it's it's fun. And I think that's what we're in for. I think it's we're going to have fun. I hope so. Yeah, it, I, but I don't think you're going to come out of it being like, "Hot damn, what a what a film!" You'll just be like, "They, the, it was batshit crazy," and I can't, I can't say I was bored. Like, I think that's what the reaction I'm hoping for is. Okay, um, listen, man, I'm 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 trusting your your selection here. Um, it's got uh, Dennis Miller and uh, what's that other guy? He's dead now. Oh, um, Bob Renfro. Is it Renfro? It's Ren- no. no, Renfro's not in this. No, what's this? Guy? What's no, this guy? oh what's no, no, no. He's not dead. Um, Corey Feldman. You're thinking, Feldman. Yeah, you're thinking yeah, of Corey yeah. Haim, who is dead. Corey I Feldman am, is yeah, not yeah. dead. Right. Um, well, if you want to get in touch with Mark and tell him all of your favorite dead celebrities, you can do that at I heard you liked on Twitter. Uh, and uh, you know, um, if you want to holler at Jeff. And tell them, hey, we need a Corey Feldman chronologically. 
Uh, you um, know, that wouldn't be bad. You have <laughs> Goonies, Stand By Me, the Ninja Turtle movies there. He does the voice of Donatello. Does he really? Yeah. Um, oh, no shit. What else? I listen, Damn, how did you know that? Because his how voice did... is sort of iconic. Like Corey Feldman's Holy voice shit. is very memorable. He was in Friday the 13th Part 4. Uh, Corey Feldman chronologically is not the worst idea that you posited to me. Uh, I, actually, is probably the strongest one because he's in a lot of good ass movies. Whoopi Goldberg is in Bordello of Blood. Yes, I'm gonna see if I you don't can remember spot her. That I'm gonna see if you can spot her. Is she's she? uncredited, but she's in the movie. Okay, but you were gonna say my Twitter handle. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Yeah, follow you can follow uh Jeff on Twitter at Podcast by Jeff, where you can throw out all the ideas of, of podcasts that he should also have. Yeah, great. Make me do the work. Um yeah, you can check out my other podcasts, Spielberg Chronologically. We the we've gotten to a point now where they kind of release in tandem. We're both kind of booked about a month ahead. Uh so, you know. That's something. Yeah. I don't, oh, yeah, next I don't. Uh, next month we are going to do road trip films. So, oh, yeah. let's see how we can blow this one. Um, I don't know how you miss the theme with a road trip film because they go like I can imagine me. It, it, it'll say is is road trip considered space? Well, <laughs> you, there's no road where we're going. We don't need roads. I you know is Guardians of the Galaxy a road trip film? Who I see that's <laughs> I wouldn't object to watching the Guardians of the Galaxy, but uh, no, uh, let's say let's make it terrestrial. OK, they're in a car. OK, or truck yeah. or some or a, a yep. vehicle RV of some kind. Uh, so it. maybe, hey, maybe Dust Till Dawn is a road trip film. You know what? I would if you put that to me, I'd have a hard time arguing it. Right. <laughs> I, I I'm I'm just going to find the most obscure. Don't do it. I already have one in the bag. I'm picking something that is a perennial classic. Okay, and it's not '80s. Okay, just chill, chill out, man. Calm down. Yeah, it's a it's a National Lampoon film. I'm sure. No, it's not uh, going to be either of the vacation films. Okay. Uh, although I wouldn't be, I would not object. They're not bad, um, you know. I got yeah, something else. I got a real. I got one of my all-time favorite movies. Is what we're gonna watch next month. I already oh. know which one it is. Oh, so okay. Well, uh, catch us next week when we when we review Bordello of Blood. Oh, baby, I'm excited. I might watch it tonight. Uh, I'm legitimately also, excited to watch Bordello. You're gonna watch it tonight. <laughs> but we also draft. So yes, um, draft night. That's it's always uh, it's always and it a is fun four time. week. Next week, did we verify? Yes, four uh, weeks. The month of November, four weeks. Yeah, four Thursdays. So look forward to that. To find it in your podcast app where you already are listening right now. Um, and we'll see you next week for a Bordello of Blood. But we can't forget to shout out the music oh, to the end, end, end the in the podcast. Uh, we want to pre- we appreciate equally opposite for us to use their music. Here on the podcast with the song Push. Uh, catch their music wherever you find theirs, yours. Um, yeah. And if yours is there too, that's great. Let us know. And uh, <laughs> we'll we plug might your music on the show. I don't know. <laughs> Anyways, uh, see you next see you week. week. You the lamest to date, man. It should have been a quarter, cause you fucking too fake. All these bitches parasitic and cynical, slimy living. And they try to dig it dirty, they did it to Johnny Lennon. I'ma live and take what's given, then get the cake with filling. I'ma get someone to handle the dishes, tell me what's missing. Like, you can blame them, they don't know no better. Blood money, get yeah, baby, that's no no cheddar. Lost my job the other day, get down, broke or whatever. Grew in my wings before I hit the ground, no quick in my feathers. Like, oh no, oh no, swear that the motherfucker gon' blow. Shit, I'm